Hey everyone, welcome to the Goody Reader Radio Show. My name is Michael, and it's December 25th, 2014. Today we're going to talk about the global audiobook trends for 2015, take a look back at what's happened during 2014, and give you guys a sense on the health of the audiobook industry and some of the more notable achievements that have transpired uh, all during the year. Let's take a look back. In 2007, a paltry 3,000 titles were available, but this figure rose exponentially to over 12,000 audiobooks produced in 2011. In 2013, many industry experts proclaimed that over 20,000 published titles were now available, and in 2014, over 35,000 titles were released by major publishers and companies like Audible. The global audiobook industry is now currently worth billion, which is quite staggering. And part of the reason why I've seen this dramatic increase in profitability is due to digital. In a New York York Times piece, they recently said in the first eight months of 2014, sales were up 28% over the same period last year, far outstripping the growth of e-books, which only rose 6%. One of the biggest markets in audiobooks in the world is not the U.S. or U.K., but Germany. In a recent annual survey conducted by the Allensback Institute, it said that Germans consume more audiobooks than e-books. In the last 12 months, close to 5 million Germans have purchased an audiobook, which basically accounts for 7% of the overall population. Digital audiobooks have finally hit their stride mainly thanks to libraries embracing them in a big way. There are a number of major players providing audio services to libraries. Uh, 3M, Baker & Taylor, Hoopla & Overdrive are uh, four of the the biggest players in the game. For the most part, these are the exact same companies that provide e-books In the U.S., 95% of all libraries have a digital collection and audio is starting to play a more central role. Audiobooks fundamentally work a little bit different than ebooks do on a business level. Many of the top distributors lean on third parties for full catalog content. 3M and Baker and Taylor both get their audio editions from Findaway World, which is the current market leader in production for libraries. Findaway has a catalog of around 50,000 titles and maintains production studios, narrators, and an overall crew in New York. Overdrive has their own internal solution where they approach publishers directly and don't do business with companies such as Findaway World or Audible. Tom Mercer, marketing manager of 3M Cloud Library, said, We're seeing tremendous opportunity grow in the audio space in 2015. Right now, we're two weeks into the real world of audio, but customers seem to like our solution. Our initial beta feedback has been very positive. One of the companies that are quickly making a name for themselves in the library space is Hoopla, an audiobook solution for libraries that floats under the radar. They have a catalog of 13,000 titles and add around 1,000 every month. They deal with only 100 libraries in the U.S., but charge no licensing fees with setting up their system, which is quite appealing to the average library. They basically adopt a pay-per-use model, which only charges the library when a specific title is checked out by a patron. So what happens is they basically, each library that sets themselves up with Hoopla posts their entire catalog. So rather than buying audiobooks per title, which is what most libraries do, Every audiobook that Hoopla offers is in the library. And so libraries can 
monitor what books are more popular than others and they only pay when the audiobook has actually been checked out. The San Francisco Public Library said that they're protect predicting in 2015 more companies will embrace the Hoopla model which will lower the cost of libraries and get more content in front of the patrons. How well are publishers doing in the audiobook sector for libraries? Well, Cheryl Herman, marketing director at Penguin Random House's Books on Tape and Listening Library said, our library sales for digital audio up nearly 30% in 2014. We're offering more titles on audio and we're not alone in that. There are more players entering the market and more titles overall being published than ever before. One of the market leaders in audiobooks is Audible. They, uh, I spoke with Matthew Thornton, the director of communications at Audible. He said Audible content includes over 880,000 audiobooks and other spoken word programming from leading audiobook publishers, broadcasters, entertainers, magazines, and newspaper publishers. Non-audiobook content includes lectures, uh, meditations, language lessons, comedy, and periodicals. Audible has over has added over 40,000 titles in her store in 2014, which is a very slight increase versus the 2013 figures. In both 2013 and 2014, Audible Solutions and ACX Productions account for half of all titles added to the Audible storefront. Audible has seen a massive amount of success by branching out into international markets, where there is more synergy between Kindle e-readers and Fire tablets. Matthew proudly proclaimed that Audible now operates in 13 global markets. One of the big reasons why Audible adds so much content to their portfolio on a yearly basis is primarily due to Amazon Creation Exchange. This is basically a portal where publisher and authors who own unused audiobook rights can post them on ACX along with narration preferences, e.g. Uh, narrator's gender, ex accents, voice types, etc. Audio publishers and audio studios as well as individual narrators and home studios can search for titles that interest them and then audition to turn those rights into audiobooks. Rights holders can hire a narrator or producer or create entrepreneurial partnerships with shared royalty structures that allow audiobooks to be produced without any upfront costs. Very appealing. Alternatively, existing audio publishers publishers can simply use ACX to discover audio rights to produce on their own. Let's talk a little bit about production costs and star power. Uh, this is something that a lot of people who listen to audiobooks and are also in the audiobook industry are totally not aware of. Audiobook prices ha are dramatically inflated and is a financial barrier for mainstream adoption. Uh, the Fault in Our Stars by John Green costs $4.99 for the Kindle edition, but the audiobook costs $17.99. Max Brooks' seminal World War Z, The Oral History of the Zombie Wars, costs $9 for the Kindle, but the audiobook version will set you back $28. So why are audiobooks so overpriced compared to ebooks and print? It all comes down to billable hours. It comes down to the, what the studio has to, uh, what, what the studio charges and what uh, authors and narrators, how much they actually charge. So these are billable hours. Each audiobook is on average about 12 hours, which costs on average about 300 to 400 an hour. Uh, 
They also have to account for multiple takes and editing. The finished product after it's all said and done is normally around five dollars to $6,000 to make an audiobook. Some companies ride on the back of star power to draw attention to their digital edition and use them for marketing purposes. The aforementioned World War Z hired 21 different voice actors, such as Simon Pegg Common, who is a rapper and on... Uh, He's, he's, you know, an actor as well. And Martin Scorsese, even hiring just one famous person to narrate, narrate the book drives the production costs up exponentially. The average cost is now $1,000 to $1,500 per book hour. And the final product costs on average around $17,000. And Matthew Thornton explained a bit how Audible embraces star power. One of the ways we've worked to improve the overall customer experience of listening to audiobooks is in the elevating quality of audiobook performance, embracing A-list celebrities. Among those who we've recorded for Audible's Colin Firth, Dustin Hoffman, Kate Winslet, Soon Sarandon, as well as up-and-coming young actors uh, or people in acting schools where Audible offers narration workshops. We've had great success with celebrity-narrated projects uh, like The Great Gatsby with... uh, or Ben Stiller performing The Secret Life of Walter Mitty. As importantly, high-profile narrators raise the visibility of these terrific listening experience, something we have likened to call the theater in your ear. Major publishers and companies that are heavily invested in audiobooks really have to look at what titles are best suited to make the transition into audio. Any of the perennial bestsellers and books slated to be made in major motion pictures are often the first ones slated for production. They basically have to ensure with the other titles that they're money earners and not loss leaders. When it comes to audio production, fiction and non-fiction titles are not the only games in town. But these days, newspaper companies have been embracing audio as well. The Guardian newspaper forged a relationship with Audible. Every week, the Guardian Audio Edition will hit Audible and give you a feel for the UK's book scene and new book releases. Audible has also sponsored the Guardian Books homepage, its weekly book podcast, and its books review pages, with co-branded advertising across the newspaper's website and print edition. One of the big trends that I've noticed in 2014 have been the audio editions of the top stories. Uh, Reuters has been doing this. Uh, The Guardian has been uh, doing this where they garner anywhere between 17 and 30,000 listeners for each audio edition that they post. The New York Times and New Yorker have also been doing this to select top stories to a high degree of success. Ourselves with Gritty Reader, we've also experimented with this lately by offering a little bit more of a compelling way to tell a story by also doing the audio edition of it. In one of our recent stories, we had over 5,000 listens in over two days, which is very solid for us. Vancouver-based press research, press reader is also heavily involved in the audio capabilities of newspapers. Uh, every single one of their 3,000 newspapers have text-to-speech functionality that will read any story you want aloud. This makes sense for people who can no longer read the tangible paper without a magnifying glass or have other vision problems. So what's next for the audiobook industry? Well, listening to audiobooks has never been easier. Libraries all over the world now offer the service, and Audible distributes their 
entire catalog of titles, not only through their own app and Kindle devices, but also sources everything to iTunes. So whenever you're on iTunes browsing or purchasing an audiobook, almost every single audiobook that you're purchasing is actually sourced uh, through Audible, and a lot of people actually don't know that. One of the major players to get involved in the audiobook scene in 2014 was Barnes & Noble. Uh, In November of 2014, they launched their Nook Audio app, and they're hoping to capitalize on this trend and advertise the whole audiobook notion in all of their retail stores. In order to get customers invested in the Nook Audio ecosystem, they are promoting the fact that they have 50,000 audiobook titles available from major publishers, and every week they will be listing five free audiobooks that new new users can browse, and they can download two titles for free. There's no sign-up or credit card needed for the account in order to take advantage of the promotion. Uh, They add new books every single week, and they're really kind of hoping that by giving free stuff away, They'll appeal to first-time listeners. Will the serious ebook reader embrace audiobooks in the same way they switched from print to digital? Doesn't look too likely. Recently, we ran a poll on Goody Reader, and about 384 people responded. 33% said that they've never listened to an audiobook before. 23% said they at least tried but gave up. A paltry 14% said that they listen to audiobooks all the time, which is the main challenge that the publishing industry is facing. So what can we expect going forward in, in 2015? Well, I think that libraries are going to play a more crucial role. Now that 3M, Baker & Taylor, and Overdrive have uh, very solid audiobook solutions, this is really going to go a long way with being able to uh, get the audiobook out there. Keep in mind, you know, when libraries buy ebooks, they don't buy a ton of copies. And the way libraries work with digital content, it's one book per use. So a very popular book will have a waiting list of anywhere between 80 and a few hundred people. Some people may say, hey, you know, I don't know if I want to wait four months for this audio edition to be re- or this ebook edition to get released maybe i'll try the audiobook which may likely have uh, less people in line to actually listen to it i think barnes and noble getting involved in in audiobooks is a really good play for the main reason is they could really leverage their entire retail chain to bring more awareness to audiobooks. And the fact that they're giving away a lot of stuff away for free should should really go a long way with getting your average person more heavily invested. But what I heard is that it's going to be some time before Barnes & Noble releases an app for the iPad and iPhone, and even longer between when they release a Windows 8 app or even when they update the new Samsung Galaxy for Nook 7 and 10-inch tablets with audio capabilities. Uh, in the meantime, Audible has a six-year advantage over anywhere anyone else really in the field of audiobooks. And so... Really, everyone's playing catch-up, and whether they can play catch-up remains to be seen. Findaway World is carving a niche for themselves by giving their catalog to Baker and & Taylor and 3M in the library sector, but they're also trying to expand into other areas. Uh, they've produced uh, the Arrow and uh, the Nerd e-reader for the Navy and Air Force, and they're including audiobooks uh, on those. So they're they're basically 
giving audiobooks to a sector that's really been untapped, which is the armed forces. We'd like to hear what you guys think. You can drop a comment on our uh, main story that you're listening to right now. If you're listening to this on iTunes, SoundCloud, or any other platform, you can check out our website called goodyweeder.com, and you can do a search for an article entitled Global Audiobook Trends for 2015, and you can drop a comment. Let us know what you think about the story or any of our other stories for Goody Weeder News. My name is Michael, and everybody take care.